Welcome to the Energy with Ellie podcast. I'm Ellie and I am on a mission to get more women and specifically mums feeling confident, energetic and strong. This is a place for all my coaching clients, be it one-to-one or in my group coaching and just anyone who wants to listen to me blabber on. So without further ado, because long introductions are super annoying, here's today's episode. Hi everyone. Now I'm not sure anyone's going to get to watch this because I've gone back to my old way of recording this in the day rather than the evening because the children are back at school, so which means I have to get all my work done. Everything gets done in the day now. Um, so it's back to how I'm used to. If you're watching this, you'll see I'm very sweaty, so please ignore that. I'm trying to cram everything in uh, before I have to go and pick the kids up from school. Um, so yeah, that's nice. I don't know what it is, and I really should look up about it, but ever since I had the children, I sweat awfully all the time. I said awfully, I sweat a lot. Um, I don't know if it's like a change in hormones or something, or maybe perimenopause or something, but I am a very sweaty person. Um, so just excusing the state of this. I have not showered yet. Okay, so I have just been through all of the check-ins for this week, and what I'm gonna try and start doing is basically going through any struggles that you've got, which a lot of you do have struggles, you've written down, uh, and then answering any questions. Um, as always, uh, mindful of the dog might bark, she probably won't, but you never know. And if you're listening, you can probably hear my fridge as well, which is broken and I need to get fixed, but ah, so much to do. Okay, so um, starting with the, let's start on a negative note. <laughs> with the struggles. Um, So uh, there's a few struggles that a lot of you have had this week. So we've got time to do everything, sleep, plateauing, DOMS, um, getting strength training in, and also being hungry. So I'm going to go through some of those and try and talk about them. So time. I have to be honest that I completely do struggle to relate in a way to time because I'm blessed with it. Uh, At the moment, I don't work properly. Well, I work for myself, so I do work properly, but I don't have to be anywhere. I am so empathetic with you guys who are trying to like train for half marathons and marathons with full-time jobs and children at school. Like, it's very difficult. I am very lucky that I can just go and do what I want at any time. It's so much more difficult when you have the added stress of these annoying things called jobs. Uh, I was gonna say children there, but they're lovely. Um, There's a lot to do. So it's very, very difficult to get everything in. And I think you can beat yourself up about not getting everything done because you think well, because you keep running out of time. Um, and so I think that the best way to deal with the struggle with lack of time is just managing yourself um, and managing your expectations as well. If you're going to come into the week thinking that you're going to get three workouts done, you're going to go for four runs, you're also going to pick the kids up from school and work four days a week, are you, question, are you actually setting yourself up for failure? 
Um, would you be better off reducing everything down and then anything extra is gonna be a bonus? Um, or managing yourself so that, you know, we have often wanna try and be perfect with like training regimes and food and everything, but chasing perfection is actually just a hindrance really. And it can lead to sort of all or nothingness. And that's not helpful for anyone. I've done a whole podcast on all or nothing. And I actually heard this week someone say that claiming that you are all or nothing is actually potentially a bit of an excuse not to do anything, which there is that as well. So on one hand, I'm like, okay, don't worry about it too much, manage yourself. But on the other hand, if you really want the goals that you've set you that set yourself and you are getting frustrated and resentful for the fact you're not getting them and you're you, not sort of basically you need to figure out how you're going to get them but if you keep beating yourself for not doing them you're not going to get anywhere whereas if you actually sit to take five minutes at the beginning of your week to plan your week hoping that nothing goes wrong nobody's ill or anything to try and fit everything in um, we all have some time certainly to plan what we're going to eat so that if everything else goes out the window we can still know what we're going to have for dinner so that the nutrition stays on point so if everything else goes wrong at least our nutrition is is sorted because if we eat good we do feel good almost a fact you know if you don't plan what's for dinner and you end up I don't know you're really hungry and you end up grabbing something from the cupboard that you actually ultimately if you could step back from it think I don't actually want that if you can save yourself from doing that a little bit those five minutes of invested time on a Sunday to plan what's going to be the week ahead is going to help you um time to do strength training are you assuming that you need an hour to do it because you don't if all you have is like a 20 minute pocket of time that is enough and if 20 minute time is all you have then you can fit it in do only two sets have much less rest but just get something in especially if you are running if you are running and you are planning to do a marathon or a half marathon which a lot of us are you need to be strength training it is going to reduce your injury uh, risk you are going to be much stronger you are going to be much faster um it's just you, it will help you immeasurably if you can be doing it, especially single leg work, um, lower body stuff. I would say if push came to shove, don't necessarily worry about upper body, but I would do two full body sessions and just make sure you're blasting everything. Just do 20 minutes if you can. 20 minutes when the kids are in bed. Not ideal, but it's better than sitting on the sofa watching Netflix and doing whatever you're doing. So even if that's once a week, I mean, in, in an ideal world, it will be four times a week. But if time is that um, limited to you, do it once and just, you know, manage yourself a little bit better. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just it can be a little bit messy and um, not ideal, but at least you're doing it. Um, the, the straight training is only going to help your running. And also we need the muscle to be there because if you are in a deficit as well and you are running like that you are only going to lose any muscle that you have especially if you're not prioritizing your protein so 
please try and think about how you can get some in, even if it's just two. Just get something done. And question to you, I'm not saying you are, are you making excuses? Are you just trying to be perfect? Are you being a little bit all or nothing? We have choices. Um, I think with everything like this, if you feel bad, if you feel like you could have done more than you probably could have, because if you think, well, I couldn't have done any more, I don't feel bad about it, then that just tells that story, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, if you want to make more, if you want more time to do stuff, you need to make it and stop working after hours. Now, again, I know I'm very blessed in that I don't work for anybody, but when we are sacrificing our own mental health, our own physical health, our relationships, because we're trying to sell a few more bits or just do a few more spreadsheets, but after hours, like you're set, you're basically, you have no boundaries, set some boundaries for yourself. If your work is not done after five o'clock, does it really need to be done by nine? Is anybody going to die because uh, an email didn't get sent to corporate? Do you know what I mean? Set boundaries. And it's not too late to set boundaries. You can suddenly just set them like, no, I'm not working after 6pm. That is my time. And that is when I have to look after myself because you are only on this planet for I don't know, 80 years. Do you really want to spend your 30s, the prime of your life, typing like a croissant in front of the TV? No, that is not why you are here. You need to live. Ooh, okay, monologue over. Okay, the next struggle we've had is sleep. Now, again, this is so difficult if you have children and we can read all the podcasts, all the book in the world, all the books in the world, but if your kids wake up, and there's obviously an innate thing in a mother, if your kids wake up, you are up and you are getting broken sleep. And, you know, all the things I can say won't help you if your kids are waking up five times a night. Some kids just don't sleep, and ugh, humans are very frustrating. But there are things you can do to help you, such as going to bed early, um, having sort of what we can call a reverse lie-in. So... Um, if you, if you know your kids wake up a lot, why do you go to bed at 11 p.m.? That's just a hypothetical question because I don't know any of you do. But go to bed at 9 o'clock and see how much better you feel in the morning when you wake up when you've had like a solid 7, 8 hours. And you would probably notice a difference even if your kids wake up, do wake up in the night, if you're giving yourself the opportunity for extra sleep. Um, we waste so much of our time not doing anything downstairs when we could be sleeping like sleep is like the number one performance enhancing drug that we have i think i said this last time with better sleep you will just be an overall head to toe better person healthy attitude all these things so please try and get sleep but again i appreciate it's really hard if your kids don't sleep um struggling with doms yeah so some of you who are in your first week last week and the guys who've just come started again today you may notice that you can't walk afterwards. Now, um, if you're in your first week and you've not done any exercise yet, just understand that that will probably be coming. Even if I said to you, just do two sets or just do some body, just do the lower body or whatever, body weight and just really light weights at the top, you are gonna feel stiff. If you have been, if you've not been exercising, if you've not been moving and all of a sudden you're asking your muscles to do repetitive movements 30 times, 
it's going to hurt. It's because it's a new stimulus, even if you've done it before. So if I adopted a new style of training, for example, if I was doing like tempo squats, my quads are going to burn like hell because that's not what I've been doing. So it's completely normal. It can happen to anybody. And the best thing to do with DOMS is just to keep walking. Just move as much as possible. Massage it with your legs if you like. Um, look, stretching beforehand, but just keep moving, don't keep still. And eventually it will go. And over time, as you become more trained, it won't happen anymore. But I appreciate it. it's really annoying. Um, but don't let them be an excuse as well. All, everything I think, is it an excuse or is it genuine? Don't know. Um, thinking you're hungry is a struggle. Yeah, this is a lesson that we basically have to learn. Um, a lot of us will have gone through life habitually eating, eating at certain points of the day, feeling like brain hungry, so we just grab something, seeing somebody eat, oh, I'm hungry, hearing the cupboard, oh, I'm hungry, just eat, 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 eat. Um, and if fat loss is your goal, and for this person I know it very much is, you just need to really be in your body and think, am I actually hungry or not? Because probably not. And if you have a lot of weight to lose, you can be hungry and you probably will be hungry because you've been eating quite a lot of food and so it's quite a big adjustment that needs to happen. Um, so it's just learning what your body feels like and you know, not always being like, oh, I'm tiniest bit of hunger, I need to go and eat. You can sit with it for like 20 minutes. Set a timer on your watch or on your dot for 20 minutes and be like, oh, I'm not hungry. Normally it's something else. It's boredom, it's actually avoidance. Um, habitual, uh, you can be hungry. And it leads to, if we, if we say, All right, I'm gonna lose weight this time, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna binge eat, I'm not gonna snack. Every time that you break the promise to yourself, you lose confidence. And then on the other foot, every time that you do something you're gonna say, like not snacking on the TV, in front of the TV at night, you just gain confidence. It's just easier to do. Three, four days in of looking after yourself, right? it just seems to become a little bit more easy. And that leads me on to the next struggle, which has been plateauing. Um, I th so you're, on, where are we at now? Are you in the fifth or sixth week? Plateauing is completely normal. Um, when we first start training, start dieting, you might experience a rapid increase in strength, you might experience a rapid decrease in body fat and on weight on the scales, and then it slows down. And that is completely normal. And this is where a lot of people struggle with a dip in motivation because the scale isn't moving anymore and it's a bit boring, to put it bluntly, because it is. Um, but this, this kind of stuff that we're doing, we need to do for life. There is no end date. Um, and if you are plateauing, what are you plateauing with? If it's your performance, push yourself. Try and push yourself a little bit more challenging yourself to do extra things. If it's plateauing with the scales, which I actually think it is, that is normal. If we have had two solid weeks where the scale hasn't moved and you have been 100% consistent with your nutrition and your training, we can then adjust it. Because it may, you may, we may learn un, you have some sort of underlying thing that make, you know, your, makes you lose weight slower than somebody else. But we don't know that yet, so two weeks. I know one week is not a plateau. Well, it's a normal plateau, it's to be expected. For me, I have been the same weight for a week, but yet I have been in a deficit every single day. So 
it's demoralizing and it's like, oh, so frustrating because in reality, I'm sure that we can all agree that we just like to click our fingers and have the body that we wanted. But it's not that easy. It takes graft, it takes consistency, every day showing up doing the same thing. You know, we go out on the weekend and we go way over our calories, then it will be, it will slow down. It, it will because of the energy balance equation. Um, but you just have to keep going and you will see. If, when you zoom out and you get some perspective, you will see. Fat loss is never a straight slope down. You're gonna have periods where you go up and you're like, what? And you step on the scale and it's gone up. So that makes you feel like crap. So you eat more that day than you wanted to. And obviously that's gonna make it worse as well. And that keeps going, but then you get back on it and it goes down again and so on and so forth. Um, so plateaus are normal, just keep going. There is fat loss at the end of it. You just have to keep going and know that. Um, okay, so questions. I've had a lot of questions regarding marathon plans and nutrition. Now, I am not a runner. Well, no, that's not right. I am a runner. I am not a running coach and I have never run a marathon. So my caveats are, I have no idea. I am also learning as I go. Um, so my personal journey is not one of experience. I am just trying to figure out what's best for me at the moment. I mean, it's not till April, so I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing too. So for example, for me right now, I want to run five days a week, but I have been told that that's too many, uh, but we'll see what happens. I'm going to be running three to four days a week and four to five strength sessions. And I know that really does sound like a lot um, because I'm also going to be riding my bike when I pick it up. And so even saying that out loud, I think that's way too much. Um, but I'm figuring it out myself. I might do that for a couple of weeks and then experience burnout, but I don't know that yet. And I'm just trying to formulate my own plan uh, because I don't want to burn out. I want to be able to keep going. Um, but um, I'm doing, at the moment, I'm just trying to increase my, um, my cardio fitness because I've been so out of it over the summer. So I'm just doing a lot of, tempo work or basically heart rate work so I have just done an hour in zone two I will do that again this week and just slowly build that up um, and then do some intervals probably and then long run and just try and increase my long run over the weeks um, and see how we go and nutrition similarly I'm having what I'm doing is not necessarily isn't necessarily going to be ideal and honestly this isn't coming from experience but I am having my porridge in the morning and then I will do a run a couple of hours later to coincide it with lunch. And I am fortunate in that I can just go out and do it in the day. So um, I have invested in some gels and stuff um, because I've also been advised to get used to those because otherwise you might need poo when you're running and I don't really want that. That's not ideal. Um, so yeah, keeping fueled, I think. So if you're out for over an hour, um, then those are going to be helpful to give you the energy because food is energy at the end of the day. Um, so basically I can't fully answer that question because I don't really know yet. I'm, I'm just sort of dipping my toe in right now um, and seeing how it feels for me. Um, okay. Oh, okay. So next question, why does my weight fluctuate? And this is a great question. I'm going to do a post on this because it's frustrating. Now, there are 
so many reasons why our weight fluctuates and I'm going to try and think of as many off the top of my head. Okay, so menstrual cycle, we will um, retain water around, potentially around ovulation, I do, and then around when we start to bleed. The food we eat. So no matter what type of food you eat, it's a, if, you eat if you're eating um, a diet fairly high in carbohydrates, and there is nothing wrong with that, that brings with it three grams of water per gram of carbohydrates. So if you imagine a dry piece of bread, dip it in water, and that's what that is like in your body. So you're going to hold on to water for that. Um, your hydration status. If you are dehydrated, you will lose weight. If you are very hydrated, you naturally are going to hold more water because if imagine if I had this in me versus not having that in me, I am going to weigh more. Um, how much food is in your bowel and intestines? So when you change to eating a diet that is very high in like a whole food slash plant-based diet, there is a lot more food you can eat. So if you switch from like the typical standard English diet, Western diet, whatever, um, high in carbs, high in calories, and then switch it to eating lots of vegetables, you'll find that you can consume a lot of food. So there's a lot of actual food on your plate. Um, and then imagine eating that, and then that sits in your gut. So there is literal food in your body that weighs something. Um, yeah, whether you've been to the toilet or not, so that's number one and number two. Um, whether you have had, if you've been out for a long run or if you've had like a heavy leg day, because again, we're still watering our muscles. Um, stress levels and sleep and hot weather cause us to hold on to water. So you may find that as this weather drops, you may find that you are less bloated, you may lose a little bit, there may be a little whoosh um, as you're holding on to less water. Um, there's probably more, but because I haven't written them down, I can't think off the top of my head, but there are so many reasons. Now, when we weigh ourselves every day, we can see sometimes it goes up and up and up and up, and then it'll go down, and then it'll go up and then down again. And it, it's never linear. Even if you weighed yourself at the same time every single day and ate the same, same foods, your body is an, a magic machine that is doing all sorts of internal processes that you can't see. And it uses energy in different ways. There are um, systems going on in there that we have no idea. And our weight fluctuates. It's not like chipping, I don't know, the, I can't think of anything, chipping something off of a bottle, if, if you sucked 100 mil out of this, it would weigh 100 mil less because this is what it is. It's not a live creature. It's not doing anything. Whereas the human body is, it has stuff that's going on, especially a female human body. So I know it can seem frustrating, but do you remember during COVID, we used to watch that man, whatever his name was, and he, we would have the graphs and we would see a huge spike at the weekend and then it would drop down again. And only when we could zoom out and see over a long period of time that we could see that cases were falling because apparently we were all being consistent with staying inside. It's quite uh, relatable to dieting. But if you are consistent over time and you zoom out, if you, do, if you are completely consistent for 30 days, you will notice a difference. But week by week, you might, because it might just look like a tiny drop on your scale. But if you step back and you see, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, okay, what I'm doing is actually working. 
and it is going to take a long time. This is not a quick fix. This is a, a lifestyle change. Like we have to think that we need to live like this for the rest of our lives. It's not, I'm not going to say that you can do three rounds with me, be where you need to be, and then you go back to how you were. If you do coaching with me and then you stop and you go back to how you were before, well, I have failed in my mission. Um, but you're just going to go back to how you were before, obviously, because your habits haven't changed. You need to change your habits. We are what we repeatedly do. Um, so your weight fluctuates because you're a human being, basically, and you should not let that get to you. Remove emotions from the scale. Think about how you feel, um, how your clothes feel on you. How do you feel in yourself? How do you feel about the way you've eaten recently? Do you feel good about that? Do you feel energetic? Are you sleeping well? Do you have a high libido? Like all these things are way better than the number on the scale. The number on the scale just gives us a little bit of data. That's all. So try not to let it affect you. Um, another question is, how do we check form? So with this, if you are ever worried that you're doing something wrong, which you might be, despite there being videos, it's complete. this is the one problem with online coaching is that it is difficult to um, perform to be correct. So what I would suggest you do, if there's any in particular that you struggle with, I'm going to guess that maybe a Romanian deadlift is one of them. Take a video, send it to me either privately or in the group. I, mean, I would say put it in the group. There's no judgment from anybody in there. And um, they might also be struggling with that as well. So take a video, pop it on there, and we can help. So in the last round, we had someone with deadlifts who wasn't quite doing them properly, and then she ended up with quite a sore lower back, but we fixed it, and then she did them perfectly. Um, so we wanna make sure that we are doing it right so that we can continue doing it for a long time. It's kind of like building the, putting the foundations in properly in a house, and then you can get to build a nice tall one that'll stay there forever, versus a shitty one that just keeps falling over because you keep getting injured and having to rebuild. Uh, and the last question was, can I talk about zone two? Yes, I can. In brief, zone two increases mitochondria, which help deliver energy. And it also helps um, your heart beat stronger. I might have butchered that. But basically, zone one is like now, it's not doing anything, but zone two is like a little bit extra. Zone two for me and zone two for somebody else are gonna look completely different. It's basically heart rate training. So if you're heart tra training at a certain heart rate and keep doing it, you're gonna produce more mitochondria, your heart is gonna get stronger. And so as time goes on, you are going to notice that your zone two improves and basically you are building your engine um, and it will also help you be faster because you've got a better aerobic capacity. There are other benefits, such as 150 minutes per week of zone two leads to decrease in certain types of cancers, decrease in heart disease, decrease in diabetes risks, better weight management, it's very good for your mental health. Um, basically, it's brilliant and we should all be doing it. Now, if you um, find yourself in a very big body, and you think, well, I can't run and do zone two. No, you will probably find that zone two is walking and power walking. But if you keep doing it and keep doing it, over time, you will need to walk faster and faster, and then you will need to run because you are getting fit. That is how it works. We have to push ourselves to a certain limit until we adapt to that 
and then we keep going again. It's the same with building strength. So it might be a walk for you. It might be a little run. I think about half an hour a day, if there is bonuses for everybody. So, you know, a little jog or a walk, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, the, the guidance is 150 minutes per week, uh, which is not long and I'm shit at math, so I can't tell you what that is per day. Um, that is quite a long one and I'm going to finish there because I still need to walk the dog. Um, and then before we know it, I've got to go and get the kids. So that is today done. I hope that I've answered a lot of questions for you. Um, and we can keep moving forwards, keep doing those check-ins. I'm finding them really helpful for me as your coach, um, to help you keep moving forwards. Um, and I'm really proud of all the effort you've put in this week. I think that's amazing, especially those of you who've gone back to work and are exhausted and you are still training. That is amazing. If you can train when you are struggling and when you're exhausted, it's going to be so much easier when you're not. That's the reality of it. Um, so yeah, well done everybody. And I will speak to you in the group. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please feel free to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag me at ellie.t.pt. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from.